Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash podcast. It's your girl, Tiani Rose. And I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastards. Tell me if I'm moving too fast. If I let you leave, please don't crash. Cause Alright, today we got Tiannis Rose off the porch with us today. Ah, oh, come on. You can give nah, me something out energy. Say, I got you, I nah, got you. I want you Dominican. I want you to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because Dominicans are crazy? I, will, I don't know. That's, a, that's the rumor. What you think about that? Oh, man. Look, let's not even get into it because we're going to get into it too deep. Nah, for real. But it's a <laughs> pleasure to have you on the porch with us today, nonetheless. Thank you for having me. For sure. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm about to drop. Okay. Yeah. What are we dropping? So, I'm dropping this project. It's called My Fucked Up Happy Place, right? And it's literally exactly what it is. It's like a roller coaster of like, my ha- my happy and like sad songs or like happy sounding sad songs like it's just like my journey of like emotions and it's my fucked up happy place like okay yep <laughs> <laughs> so where did the concept for this project come from so you know the type of music i make i make music of substance you know i feel like especially in our generation of today like I don't want to say it got watered down, but it got watered down. You feel me? And it's just like, I want to bring back real music. And I feel like, you know, real music is getting back to the real problems and facing them. I feel like everybody's trying to escape their problems instead of facing them. And it's like, you know, I want to get back to being real, raw, you know, feeling to heal. You feel me? Okay. Okay. So what exactly did you feel music lacked? And when did it start lacking? I don't know. I feel like in the last, like, honestly, like, because it's still some good out there. It's still, like, the, it's still some conscious rap and stuff out there. It's just, like, it's not appreciated as much as it used to be. Like, lyricism isn't appreciated as much as it used to. And it's, like, I feel like we've had, like, the last 10 years of, like, mumble rap and, like, this new era of music, you know, started taking over. And I feel like now people kind of getting tired of that again, and they're starting to lean back towards the lyrical and the real rap, so. Authenticity. Yes, okay, I'm excited. Okay. So let's take it back from the top, right? 
What was it like growing up in the Dominican Republic? So I'm from New York. Okay. Let's get that first. All right. Thing. I knew the accent was there. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to try you. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. All right. Okay. But I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican. So okay. my mother's Dominican. My father's Puerto Rican. I grew up in New York for like 12 years of my life, and then I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I've been there since. Okay. So you know, my New York accent is mixed with Spanish. It's mixed with some country because I've been <laughs> down in North Carolina for yeah. a while too. So you know, best of both worlds. For sure. <laughs> so what was it like coming up in the concrete jungle? <laughs> um, I feel like it definitely made me who I am. I feel like um, everything that's a part of me made me who I am. Like from my family to you know moving a lot like. It was a time of my life where I was always moving and I was just the new girl everywhere. Like every year of school, I had to start a new year. Like you, like, you know how middle school people be together in sixth through eighth grade, you feel me? I was the new girl sixth grade, the new girl seventh grade, the <laughs> yeah, new girl eighth grade. Like I didn't get a break for yeah. some time. So, you know, I feel like that made me not give a fuck about people's opinions and stuff because always being the new girl attention was always on me, you know, because people are used to everybody and they see the new person, they're like, oh, who's that? Girls either going to try to be my friend because they trying to, you know, or they going to hate me because they don't know me. Like, it's just part of being the new girl, so. So when did you transition down south? So I was in seventh grade. And I actually moved to Indian Trail, North Carolina, before I moved to Charlotte. And I moved in Charlotte eighth grade. So again, moving, moving, moving. But uh, Charlotte, I love Charlotte. Like, I always tell people, I always rep New York, and I always rep the four, like, both, because they both made me who I am. Okay, okay, okay. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? <laughs> Shit. I moved out of my mama's house at 16, so okay. I've been off the porch at 16. But I always tell people, like, you know, honestly, I used to be wilding. Like, that's why I, I jumped off the porch so early. Like, it wasn't because, you know, nothing crazy. Like, I was just wilding, and I didn't want to bring all that stuff to my mama's house. You know, I got little brothers and stuff. Like, I didn't want them, you know, growing up, seeing the stuff that I was up to at that time. So I was like, you know what? Is that if I go? So. Yeah. So, what can you say that you learned and endured from jumping off the porch at 16? Responsibility. Um, I feel like, you know, when you have something all your life, you don't really appreciate it as much because you think everybody else got it too. And I feel like a lot of that growing up was like, I, it was a lot of things that I did take for granted that I just thought everybody else had. And then when I started being outside and I started seeing like, damn, people don't really have, you know, like all those stuff that God blessed me with. Like, I need to be more appreciative and, you know, responsible with the things that I have, you know? And that was a real big lesson for me. That's real shit. Yeah, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. So. Where did your passion for music come from? So, I actually used to write poems, right? Music, I, I love music all my life. Like, my family, my mom used to love to dance. My grandfather played guitar. 
my grandmother used to want to be a singer and like that's another thing of why this shit's so deep to me and making it in the music because like my grandmother she wanted to be a singer you feel me like we had the same we had the same dream but unfortunately in the time of my grandmother's you know her father did not allow her to be a singer because that was known as a horse job you know like back in the 50s you feel me so you know, she was never able to pursue her dream. So her watching me being able to pursue it, like she gives me her 110% support, you feel me? Cause it's like now I gotta do this shit, not just for me, but for my ancestors that yeah. wasn't able to pursue their dreams, you feel me? Yeah. What type of pressure do you feel from that responsibility? I mean, I ain't gonna lie, you know, pressures makes diamonds, you feel me? So it's like, I always, even when I feel like I have a lot on my plate, I always thank God first and foremost because I, I'd rather have too much on my plate than not enough, you feel me? I remember fucking being hungry, not having lights in the crib, like not knowing how I'm gonna pay bills, like that shit made me, you know, humble. And it's like, you know, again, back to what I was saying earlier, like, I ain't appreciate the stuff, the little stuff that I had, mm -hmm. even just living with my moms, like even the laundry, like being able to do the laundry in my house. Like I used to have to put my clothes in a bag, go to a fucking laundry mat, like, you know, just little stuff like that you don't even really think about. But it's like until I went through, I was like, damn, I didn't really appreciate it. Yeah. How therapeutic would you say it is mm -hmm. using your pain to mm -hmm. tell your story and your music? Okay, so I think it's very therapeutic. I feel like my music, I want it to be therapy for other people too, because I feel like it's real relatable. Because again, it's like, I talk about the real shit, you feel me? I talk about the shit that people don't want to talk about. And it's like, you know, I want people to be able to hear my music and feel like, dang, she's going through it too. Like, I guess I'm not the only one in this world going through, you know, what she going through. And it's just like, we all go through the same things, just in our own way, different versions, but... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say... This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation... Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. We all connected, we all win. So, you know, I definitely feel like I want people to use my music as their therapy because it is therapy for me too. For sure. What else do you want listeners to take from your music? I want them to experience it. You feel me? And you see, the thing about me as an artist, I'm very versatile. And that has been a blessing and a curse, right? Because with artists, it's like whatever you come out doing, that's all they want to see you do, right? And it's like, I don't even want my fans, my current fans, or even my future fans. Don't do this to me, y'all. I swear to God. Don't put me in no box, okay? Like, don't think I'm about to stay in one lane because I make all type of music. Like, I want music to feel like paradise. I want music to feel like love. I want music to feel like the pain. I want everything. I want... Is is a roller coaster. It's my fucked up happy place. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like okay, back to it. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. I like that. 
When did you discover that you had a talent to rap? So, boom, I was 15 and I used to write poems, you know, like on some spoken word shit. Like I used to be like in my high school, I went to Hopewell High School in um, Huntersville. Um, and one day my friend in high school, you know, she was a rapper, you know, she used to rap with her brother, you know, and one day we was just freestyling and it just came so naturally to me. Like I started rapping and it just sounded great. Like everything I said and I was just like, hold up. I think this is what I want to do the rest of my life. And like before I wanted to be a rapper, I told you like I wanted to be a psychologist, like mm. some complete like opposite thing. But low key, I do use my psychology, like my love for psychology in my music. So yeah, it all ties back in. So when did you decide to flip the script? You like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck them up and rap in Spanish. Honestly, as soon as I started rapping, I was just already like just exploring, like exploring my vocal range, exploring the bars, like exploring. I used to not even sing, you know, like people think I'm a singer and I'm like, Please don't call me a singer. No. I do not have a singing voice. Like, yeah. I used to tell, I used to just be a rapper. And even then, I used to be like, please don't call me a rapper. I'm an artist. Like, you know, I make music. I make timeless music. And, and that's what I want people to really take from it, too. Like, I don't want to make music that is just like, you're going to like it now, but then in a year, you're going to forget about it. Like, I want to make shit that lasts forever. That's what's happening. That's what's going on. So, back to my fucked up happy place. Mm -hmm. So, let's talk about the fucked up part. What exactly is fucked up? What should we go through, bro? Life <laughs> is ghetto. Like, <laughs> yo, adulting is ghetto. Who brought me here? <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, mom. I love you. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, I feel like, again, I am a love. I am a lover, you feel me? I will say this from, like... Listen, I fuck with the city girls and shit, but this is not a hot girl summer. Like, <laughs> I am a stay to fuck homes girl summer. And <laughs> it's just like, you feel me? And it's just like, um, um, yeah, nah, like I said, it's just like what we go through. And I feel like um, I just really get vulnerable on this project. Like, I really opening people into my story and like stuff that I've been through in past relationships and like, you know, stuff that you think that you don't say out loud, I, I say it out loud, you know, like that's, that's really the fucked up part, but it's the truth. The truth be fucked up, but you need it. <laughs> I feel that. I want to give people what they need, not just what they want, you know. For sure. So what's the happy place? So it's like, again, it's like, I'm a rose, you feel me? Roses got petals. So it's like, I'm not just sad and fucked up, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm gonna pick my shit up. I'm gonna go get cute. Next, yeah. like, you feel me? So it's like, I want girls, cause again, it's like, why does the conscious rap doesn't get enough, you know, I feel like attention. It's because again, nobody wants to continuously hear like all this conscious shit. It's, it's finding the balance, you feel me? Giving you what you need, but still giving you something you want to hear. So mm -hmm. it's like the experience. It's like, yeah, I, I went from one song being fucked up, 
about this situation. So the next song, I'm like, call me hermosa. Like, yeah. hello, peligrosa, rosa, what's up? Hey. Like, you know, so it's like, it's a roller coaster. That's what's going on. That's I remember last doing. time we were supposed to get up with you, mm -hmm. but we couldn't because you were pregnant with a bundle of joy. Yeah. But now she's here. He. Oh, it was a boy. It's a boy. Oh, snap. I have a son. I'm a mother. <laughs> <laughs> You're a boy, mom. Yes. So tell us that experience. What is motherhood like? I love it. It's the most rewarding uh, thing in the world. And, you know, even with, with that, like, when I first was pregnant, I was so scared. I was so scared to tell my label. <laughs> I was so scared to tell my mom. I was so scared to tell everybody because, you know, again, everybody's waiting, you know, to see me get where I need to be in my career. So this was a, a very pivotal time, you know? And I remember I just called, I called Carter and I was like, Carter, uh, I gotta tell you something. I was like, <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> He was like, well, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> honestly thought I was going to hear something. He, he was like, well, congrats. And honestly, I appreciate, you know, my team because they definitely held it down through my pregnancy. I was, I was still performing, going into clubs, performing up until like seven months pregnant. Um, even through my pregnancy, like after I had my son, you know, I had a C-section and everything. Four days later, I was already shooting a music video. Like, oh, that's what's going on. Like, I never stopped working. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I want people to understand. Because people, especially females, you know, when, when, when we're pregnant, people think, oh, her life is over. You know, because now she's a mom. And, you know, it's like, I hate that stigma. Because it's like, little do y'all know that when, when women have a baby, it's like the sixth instinct kicks in and it's like a mama bear lion. And it's like, this shit only motivates me to go harder. Like my son has only brought, you know, the best out of me and has elevated me in ways that I feel like had I not had him, I'd probably still be bullshitting or something. It's like, nah, I ain't got time for that now. That's real. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no cap. Days after. Four days, no four, rest. No, for like literally, I had just been split. Like I don't know you, man. So you know, <laughs> no offense, but you know, women go through it, and you know, I commend all the moms out there because this is not easy, y'all. Like for sure. But four days, like I could have broke a stitch while on set, but I'm like, come on, let's, let's get it done. Like that's real. So how hard would you say it is to balance? spending time with your son and recording at the studio, going to video shoots, you know what I'm saying, photo shoots, et cetera, while working? It's hard. Um, I actually just built a studio in my house um, because I literally, like, I'm home all day, every day now because I have a baby, you feel me? He's not even old enough to go to school or nothing yet. So it's hard, but again, Supermom, we get it done. Like, when we, when we put our mind to something, we we gonna get it done. For you sure. know what I'm saying? That's real. What would you say is the message in your music? Love. I always say love because I am love. Like, and love is not. When I say love, I don't think it's like sappy relationship love. Just loving ourselves, loving our neighbors, loving our people. I feel like it's a lot of hate in the world right now. 
it's a lot of self-hate, it's a lot of like bitter, just all this negativity. Like we need to fight it with being the change that we want to see, you feel me? Like I say every day, my motto is I'm creating the world I want to live in. So it's like if I want people to be, you know, loved, then I need to be loved to people because some people ain't loved because they were never taught to love. So like, like how it says in the Bible, you feel me? I don't blame you, I blame the teachers. So, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's like that. It's like loving unconditionally. That's real. So how do you feel one should love unconditionally amongst another? How should one love unconditionally? See, this is the thing. People say love unconditionally, but they be like, well, I love this person under the condition that they provide this for me or they provide or they pay the bills or especially men. Like, I feel bad for men. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For me especially, because even from a young age, y'all taught like boys can't cry. So like, you know, y'all already have that trauma instilled in y'all that y'all can't process your emotions and stuff. And it's like, even with that, I want my music to show like how to process emotions, you know, how to feel our feelings, because how are we supposed to heal if we're not feeling? You feel me? Like, if you just drinking, partying, getting high every day, getting fucked up, escaping the problem, just, you know, looking another way, you're not fixing the problem, you're not solving the problem, you can't even look at yourself in the mirror, like, you feel me? So it's like, I want people to be able to look at themselves in the mirror and feel good about what they see, you feel me? I don't want them to look in the mirror and be like, I don't want to be here, like, nah, I want you to want to be here and love who you are and feel, you know, alive. That's for real. So besides music, what are you working on right now? So besides music, what you mean, like financially wise? Business wise, you know business what I'm saying? Wise, so currently I actually just started doing this as a side hustle, but I actually just started Ubering. Okay. <laughs> three weeks ago. You like it? I just, I literally, I might make it into a show, so stay tuned. Um, it's like, I be seeing them as potential fans. So I literally use my Uber rides and I play my music and I'll be like, hey, by the way, like I sing, can I play a song for you? And like, they'll either like really fuck with it or, you know, no, they'll really fuck with it. <laughs> like, I haven't had somebody to be like, yo, you trash. Like, yeah. nah, like I ain't gonna lie. Like there's this one lady that really like made my day. Like she, she looked me in my eyes, you know, deep in my soul and she was like, you're gonna make it. And she was like, you're gonna look back one day and be like, ha, I was Ubering. <laughs> like, and that's really how I feel because it's like, she was like, you know, you got the look, you got the, the, the talent. And she was like, and overall, you have a great soul. And, and that honestly made like my whole day. Cause it's like, you know, my music, I'm an artist, I'm sensitive about my shit. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, low key, I'll be a little like, let me see what they gonna say when I play this song. Like some people will ask me, like, "Hey, who's this?" Uh, and then I'll be like, "Oh, this is me." What? Like, so it's dope, though. I like it. That's what's going on. Any last words and shoutouts? My fucked up happy place dropping soon. Follow me on Instagram at Taco Bay. I'm not your bae, though. 
and um, Tiani's Rose, say my name right. And I always tell people, you got to say it with a smile. Okay. Tiani's. If you ain't smiling, you ain't saying it right. Okay, Tiani's <laughs> There Rose. you go. <laughs> I, I like that. I got to ask you another question. I run it back, right? Mm. So while making music, right, you discovered mm. your passion. When did you notice that the progress was being made? So remember how I said I used to say I couldn't even sing. One day I was singing and people like when I would like show people a song I was working on and stuff, they'd be like, yo, like your singing voice is so dope. Like, why don't you sing? And I'll be like, nah, I'm gonna get a singer to, I will always say that. Like I would be writing a song and I'll be like, I'm gonna get a singer to sing this. And they'll be like, you the singer, sing. Yeah. <laughs> and one day like that's when I hear on Tiffany like, Shout out to my girl Serenity and Lino, like they really helped bring that out of me too. Um, you know, I really like started like really exploring my voice and learning like the capability of my abilities like them. You know, I may not have a Beyonce singing voice or Mariah Carey singing voice, but I have a Tiani's Rose singing voice, you Thanks. feel me? And and that's, that's all that matters. So Thanks. once I, I really like broke through, that's when I really like started like being better in music. Like my songs just kept getting better and better and better. That's what's going on. Mm -hmm. So when did you get noticed by Social Currency Enterprise? So one day I got a DM from King Carter. He just DM me, he said, you dope. This one I had dropped my first project. I was 19, I had just got out of a three year breakup where I was like a stepmom and all this stuff. Um, and I was going through a lot, you know, and my first project was basically like my breakup album. And um, he wrote me, he was like, you dope. At the time, I didn't even know who he was. I looked on his page and I was like, who's King Carter? <laughs> I go on his page, it's the baby manager. <laughs> I know who the baby was. I was like, oh shit, the baby's manager. Like, so when he wrote me, I was like, oh shit. Like when I realized who he was, I'm like, hey, like, what's up? Like, you gonna sign me? Like a year went by, this one, like the baby had just blown up. So he was really busy <coughs> at the time. And one day he finally hit me back and I just, I stay consistently on his ass. He feel me, make sure he didn't forget about me. One day he hit me up, he was like, what you doing? I was like, I have a, I have a session tonight, like pull up on me. And um, he, pulled up, he pulled up on me in the studio. I was making a song, it's called Cutting Ties. It's gonna be on my fucked up happy place. Um, go get that. Um, and um, you know, when he heard the song, I feel like that's when he was like, okay, I'm gonna sign her. Like, cause that was like, I ain't gonna lie, that's, a good, that's one of my favorite songs off the project. Um, and then after he met me, he, I left my studio session at two in the morning, right? He literally was like, so what you about to do after this? I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm about to go home. He was like, well, I just got you another studio session. Um, and then that's when I met 20. I got 20 on my beat. So I pulled up to Audio Box, you feel me? He gave me like an hour or two and 
he just wanted to see what I was gonna do. Like, you know, I guess my process of actually writing a song, cause when he walked in the studio, I was already recording. So he seen my process and after that, like, you know, we just started working. Like, you know, I put my trust in him. He believed in me. Now we, we working. That's what's going on, man. Shout out King Carter, man. And shout out to all the social currency artists, cause you know. Social currency. Social currency. That's the gang, that's the family, that's the mob. <laughs> we the currency. No, for real. <coughs> <laughs> Tell me if I'm moving too fast, then. If I let you leave, please don't crash, cause they say all good things come too fast. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.